Hello, dear listener. Tom from the Toy Lines Podcast here, thanking you for listening to our New Year's episode. Unfortunately, the audio on this episode may seem a little off, but don't worry, we've found the problem and we will be correcting it on our next episode. As always, we appreciate you listening and Happy New Year. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Toy Lines Podcast. Ian Westoff, I'm Tom Romero. We are here to celebrate 2021. It's the end of the year, and you know it. Goodbye, 2020. Get the hell out. We had enough of it. Done with it. It's the final countdown, Tommy. So we got some great news in-house. Thank you for all the ratings, by the way. We're up there now. Thank you, folks. We finally found a winner. Uh, I'll announce him next week, him or her, next week. Oh, but cool. we have some even better news. Well, even better to us, not to the winner. Ian has launched his own Rocketeer radio podcast right here on the Toy Lines Network. And you can listen to him right now on Podbean. Uh, yeah, so that this would be, I guess you consider it episode two if the pilot is episode one. In any case, it's the first of a, of a new series we're going to be doing. This would be dedicated to... The Rocketeer, comic book, cartoon, movie, toys, um, pretty much if I can get the Rocketeer out of something, I'll talk about it. So um, for those of you who have already listened, we saw that there were a couple of downloads. Thank you. Uh, I hope hopefully everybody will enjoy it. And if I may, Tom, um, you can check it out at Rocketeer Radio on Instagram. And if you want to send any mail regarding the Rocketeer, you're always welcome to do so here, but you can also send it to rocketeerradio at gmail.com. And it's spelled just like it sounds. Um, so hopefully uh, you'll like it. He's being modest, folks. If yes. you love superheroes, American real men superheroes <laughs> with jetpacks on their back, flying <laughs> around to save Betty Page, this is the podcast for you. Thank you. <laughs> That was Christmas. Christmas was um, it was actually warm up here, uh, over here on the East Coast. Um, and now it's cold. So yeah, um, it was it was pretty pretty calm. Uh, Santa came, Krampus came. Um, you know, it was kind of weird seeing them together. How about you? Good Christmas. Yeah, Christmas was white, about about roughly five inches worth of white. Jeez. Santa wife came, and I don't know how she pulled off this little miracle, but she found my movie Turtles from NECA. Nice. Here's the cool thing. She actually found them on hashtag collectors helping collectors. See that? uh, It's uh, coming full circle. It's incredible. I I made shelf space for them all. They look incredible. Yeah, it was a great Christmas. So you just proved that that it works. Collectors helping collectors works. Absolutely. So, yeah. And she wanted to spoil me this year, so I got the Mandalorian figure. Uh, which one? From the Black Series. Nice. Number nice. one. Although she made me promise her that uh, whenever I play, she has to be the child. It's a child. Well, no, he's an important part. Yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, Tom, you were discussing last week something about the Mandalorian. Right. And uh, we were talking about the whole thing about Yoda and Yaddle. Pito Pato and that Scott 
Nightlick sent me an email after he listened to that episode. He said there's another another person from Yoda's species in episode the, one. The pink the pink Yoda with the yes. stress. Yes. So yes, that's what we were talking about. Now it was funny that we that we talk about that. This is Phantom Menace. He was a kind of like a pink Yoda. He had um I guess like a samurai top knot. And his one eye, I think it's the left eye, kind of like that band TLC left eye. His eye was kind of scarred over, and he had these really big pink ears. His name was um, Evan or Even Peel. E-V-E-N-P-I-E-L-L. There was a character, yeah. My buddy sent me, um, after listening to the show, he sent me uh, a picture of his trading cards. And um, he knew exactly who we were talking about. The Mandalorian oh. mystery has been solved. Thank you to them. But he's not green, though. No, he's pink, which is weird. It, it's And they're sure he's from the same species as Yoda. Well, see, the thing is, we don't know anything about the species, really. We, we know one thing. We know that they're strong in the Force, because Yoda and Grogu, which I don't really like his name, they both have a strong M count. So we know that they're both powerful in the Force. And we know that they age differently. So the child is uh, 50 years old right now. But he's an infant. So these are the only things we know. We don't know. We, well, we know there's a female. So there's Yaddle. But we don't know. They could be other colors. You know, they could. We don't know if that. We don't even know what this species is called. So, you know, there's much we don't know. And sometimes I think, do we need to? And maybe the mystery's half the part of the interest. It's kind of like with Boba Fett. You know, like he didn't. You didn't know who this dude was. And the mystery was what kept him cool. And then I kind of felt like. I don't know, this is a blasphemy to many people. I kind of felt like the episode two thing was kind of a whole disappointment. And then lately, ever since The Mandalorian with Dave Filoni, when he's been explaining things in interviews, it really made me come around. And then they did the impossible for me. They made Boba Fett cool because he was cool looking, but they made him cool kicking ass. And when you see him in that, oh, Lord, I'm like, that's the Boba Fett. I'm talking about from my child. That's who I wanted to see all those years. So, um, I just want to see a fat, fat action. Yeah. Like so fat Thor, fat Thor, fat, 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 fat Ian. So the thing now we were just talking about this before we started recording. And when we say fat, fat, we're not talking fat as in P H A T. Pretty no, tempting. No, about, we're talking, yeah. he's obese. Yeah, I I think it is because he has the robes on underneath the armor, which I would think I'm the type of person I don't like to be um, constricted in clothing, so I'll wear like a very loose flannel over a t-shirt. I, I, I hate being like you know like I don't like pullover sweaters. I need a zipper sweater. Um, I would think if you're wearing your armor over that, you're going to be kind of constricted in movement. Um, and it's also kind of like, well, dude, where's your pants that you used to wear? Where's where's that outfit? You know. Right. You had all those pockets, so all those pockets and stuff. So uh, it, he looked funny in it, and then in the beginning of the series, the dude was too tall for it. You know, like his armor. Like they, they need what Mandalorians need is a tailor, and they could just fix the Beskar. You know, however long or short that they take it out a couple of inches because they put on weight. You know, I'm sure the armor was just such a person, but. Yeah, I'm beginning to think she's, she's dead. She's gone now. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think she's dead. They don't really say so, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we didn't see the helmet. 
Yeah, and one other thing, if I may, about the Mandalorian. Uh, so, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about um, Pedro Pascal was being a diva on set and all that. And if you had watched the show, um, he was in it the whole season through. And I felt both times he took the helmet off were good reasons, too. Um, you know, the, he had a, he's trying to save the kid, and then the kid wants to see him. So you know, I thought that was all good. One of the um, things that I heard when we reported it was that, you know, he was going to be only doing the voiceover. I don't honestly know if that's true anymore. Um, C-plus, well, season three is going to start filming. Uh, Boba Fett is filming now, and season three is going to start filming afterwards, and they're going to be released right after each other. Yeah, he'd be an idiot to leave. Yeah, and I, I'm just—I don't know if that's true or not. And it just goes to, with the exception of our show, please, don't always agree with what you hear on the internet. You know, when you're writing a term paper, or you're talking about you know, nerd stuff, you can't always believe what you hear. Toy Lines is very honest. We will tell you. We will tell you from made a mistake. I, I, I think you know they probably shouldn't have mentioned that rumor uh but i i don't think it's real because like why would you want to leave the show it's such a great show i'm sure the paycheck's nice oh uh, yeah i'll play disney books tommy i'll play a bantha's ass on that show if they'll let me <laughs> uh, i really would but um so i'm sorry to get off topic but anyway so happy new year folks happy new year it's uh i have my top 10 ian's got his top 10 i know everybody is down on on 2020. Yeah, 2020 bites. And rightly so. We're in a Toys R Us society. We're in a you lockdown know. society. We like, have COVID. You know, 2020 started off so cool, too, with Toy Fair. Yes. <laughs> Went just downhill from there. Pretty much, like, yeah. Like a, I month, mean, a month later. Everything, yeah, everything shut down right after Toy right Fair. Right after so Toy Fair. It was just like the it. weirdest thing. And right now, normally... Christmas is over. I'd be looking forward to February for Toy Fair. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man. This yeah, hurts. usually yeah, we have our tickets and everything yeah. all set up by now. But that said. Um, but it was a good Toy Fair, though. I mean. Toy Fair know, is incredible. Um, the Mezco was, booth was immense. Mezco. You know, Mitchell Wu. We wound up seeing his photography, photography for the first time. And um, uh, I'm happy to say, you know, we were able to interview him. And I. I honestly, I, um, we, we chat on uh, Instagram sometimes, you know, we see how each other's doing and I, you know, it's nice to make a friend. Yeah. We you saw know. some old friends, Brian from super seven. Yeah. Mike Drake from Mezco. Pixel Band so, so. stopped by, said hi. Yeah. And for the first time I actually spoke with toy galaxy, Dan from his YouTube channel. So that was fun. It was a great show. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and it, every show gets better. And every show makes me want to go again and again and again. And, you know, they're, they're saying it might be in May. Um, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it'll happen again. We just, things got to get back to normal or fixed or whatever. But you know what? Even with that, we, we had some cool toys and, you know, nerd announcements. Absolutely. We had some fabulous toys come out this year. Which brings so, us to your. So my first top 10 right there, the Marvel Legends figures. Based on the Fox movies. Now, these two are my favorite. Professor X in his wheelchair and Old Man Logan. The likeness is great. You know, this is, you know, Hasbro's on top of something with this. I wonder if they're taking scans of faces. 
to get the likeness so much better. That used to be a big thing. Because I remember that, I remember when I think McFarlane, I think that was the first time I've heard of it. And um, he yeah, he spent a boatload of money because I forgot he was doing a lot of movie figures back then. And I think it's nothing wrong with that. Um but then again it could just be somebody who sculpts it. I I look on um YouTube sometimes and I see people who sculpt um somebody out of clay and they get the face dead on you know for a character i saw somebody use one of those 3d pens oh yeah and, the uh, horseman yeah okay so they, this lady did a 3d pen and made clint eastwood um and i'm like no way and this lady made clint eastwood from the good the bad and the ugly i was i was stunned i think for the rest of the day that it was the detail that she put into this thing so yeah it, it is something that can be done yeah, customizers are incredible nowadays with the tools at their disposal. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think, you got three D printers. Yeah, back at Legion Con. Yeah, back at Legion's Con, everybody was a customizer. They're like, yeah, we printed out our own heads, our own weapons, our own saddles, this, that. Well, and you know, it's amazing what some of these talented people can do. You no, know what's funny is the first time I saw a three D printer, I think it was our first year at Toy Fair. We were walking by, and a lady stopped us to show us something. And and you got it. This was years ago, and it, you know this tiny little thing they made. And just what what you can do now is incredible. I mean, you can really start your own line of toys or create your own version, of whatever. It's just you know. Joe Amato from the He Man community. He has three D printed a filmation attack track. I am so jealous of this thing. I totally want one. In the worst possible way. Got to get a 3D printer, Tom. I got to get that program. Yeah. That's what I really want. <laughs> I had a conversation on a different podcast with Penny Dreadful, and that's our plan right now. So if you're listening, Joe, we're, we're coming after those detailed uh, graphics. We're going to start printing them out. That's it. So another cool thing that came out this year, Back to the Future made a huge impact in 2020. Yeah, NECA what, what? just blew it out of the park with their ultimate line. And do you think there was a reasoning? There's no anniversary, right? It's just no people nostalgia. I guess people love Back to the Future. I mean, I'm a fan. I don't go that deep into it, but right. I, I I'm happy to see you know people getting things that they want. I'll tell you the one thing I was impressed with because I was just looking at these before uh, was a skateboard that he has, the Valterra, and it looked just like the movie. It had the stickers. I can tell you, in 1985, um, I remember my neighbor getting that Valterra skateboard and being so jealous. And I've never heard of that company until the movie. A couple of years later, I started skateboarding, and I was using a Powell Peralta deck. This is what, like, what Tony Hawk used to skate for. But I was really impressed with their skateboard design, um, just how it had the purple and the, the coloring. And, you know, it was just... Excellent work. So well done. Definitely. And NECA didn't stop at the Ultimates. They actually went further back, if you will, <laughs> and did the cartoon line too. Yeah. And I briefly remember the cartoon line. I think it only lasted one season, but it was a cool cartoon. You got to see, you know, everybody animated. And you actually saw Doc Brown's kids. Yeah, Jules and Vern. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would like to know, do they... In the Back to the Future fandom, do they consider the ride 
canon because that the old ride at Universal Orlando was was great. It's a shame to see them get rid of it. Next on my list was a big surprise coming out of Hasbro. Hasbro had quite a year this year. They had a lot of crowdfunding. They had the Sentinel for the X-Men. They had Unicron for Transformers. The Departed Razor Crest for us. Rest in peace. Poor 40. It's coming back. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here was a huge... I mean, I didn't see this coming at all, but it makes sense. You have the Black Series. It just made sense. So G.I. Joe Classified Series. That was big amongst the G.I. Joe community. And it's great to see that G.I. Joe is making a comeback. So these are a six-inch line, and basically it's just updated. You know, they have the detail. They have the articulation, swappable hands, extra weapons. This one that we're looking at is of the uh, Silver Dome Cobra Commander. And yeah. I got to tell you, I'm a fan of the hooded Cobra Commander. This guy looks cool. He's got His gun looks like a pirate pistol, but... He's got like these, um, he's got this cape and he's got like these little sashes going on and the sword. Um, this is something you would want to put out on display. It is a really nice toy. Um, yeah, especially if you're a G.I. Joe or even a yeah. military collector. Yeah. yeah or a fan of villains, you know? Yeah. Well, the heroes also came out too. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was snake referring eyes. more to, um, Cobra Commander, but yeah, like, Ah, jeez, if I were to buy any two of these, I would be going for Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Because and Pimp like, Destro. Pimp Destro. He's got the bling, he's got the gold head. And he's got the pimp limp. Another one that's on my list, number seven. Now this I actually own, and if you log on to toy-lines.com, you can see our toy review of Moon Knight from the Mezco 112 collection. Now, yeah. Just to get uh, a question about, about Moon Knight. Sure. Because I, I honestly, I, I said it before, I don't know much about it. Is that casting rumor true? For um, Yeah, Poe Dameron's going to be... Is that, uh, that's 100% yeah. firm, confirmed? Yep. Okay, continue, please. Now, here's what I love about this figure. It has some ups, it has some downs, but it is hard to make a good Moon Knight figure. Why Hasbro, is that? Hasbro's tried it a couple of times because I guess because his whole suit is all white. Right, I can see that. And so it's difficult to, I guess on an action figure-wise, 3D-like, to get the correct shadows. Like, I believe it's called Crescent Moon, Moon Knight, and most of his body is blacked out. Mm-hmm. It's a weird interpretation. I, from my point of view, it's my opinion. It's a weird interpretation, but Mesco pulled it off. There's some grays. Yeah, well, some I think that's highlights. Does, yeah, the cape this is like a different shade. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I think that's the what it it does look all white, with the exception of the shade, and I think that's what had what makes it look so good. Um, parts stand out more, and in the shadowy parts, kind of like add to the detail, and uh, and. They, they've done, I don't know if they've done this in other figures before, but there was extra like see-through parts to actually manipulate the cape. So that's nice. But if you just, if it drops naturally, it folds in itself. It looks beautiful. Like, it, nice. It's in my, my Detolf cabinet right now. You know, but, and, and like cloth material, when you're dealing with like a cape, that's something that's so tough to work with. 
because you want to get the folds. You want to get like a nice looking pose or something like you see in the comics. And nine times out of ten, you never could. And now, you know, they're making capes that are, um, you know, posable, some wires in them, or, or like you were just saying, when this cape drops. So there, there's a great improvement in, um, in toys right there. Oh, yeah, the future now as far as toys. Yeah. It does have its little troubles. There, his hood, his actual hood, mm-hmm. kind of throws the face off a little when you're trying Sh- to put it back on. Should the hood be coming over his face more? Well, it's a solid piece. And it okay. So it's more like a cowl kind of. Yeah, you, you kind of have to you kind of have to manipulate it a little just okay. to make it look right between the face and the okay. cape. But all in all, it's it's what you've come to expect from Mezco. Great articulation, great detail. I mean, like I said, Moon Knight to me seems like a very difficult figure to pull it off. And the one twelve line just said. uh all right, here, here's perfection. You wanted Moon Knight, there you go. And then, obviously, I have to mention the Star Wars Black Series. They've been knocking it out of the park. Uh, Mandalorian came out, and then there's a Din Djarin figure with a removable helmet. You can actually see Pedro Pascal's face comes with or the child. Black Series is awesome. If you're a Star Wars collector, I very rarely have I heard complaints about it. Yeah, it is very nice looking. Just checking it out in the photo that we're looking at good cape action yeah and then like i said hasbro's been going nuts this year over crowdfunding some didn't make it cookie monster couldn't find his audience unfortunately because they're all they don't have jobs they're all young we are getting a razor crest so yeah blown up or not that's still an awesome ship you know what yeah you can have prequels everybody's into prequels have your own adventures in the razor crest that's right I can't wait to get that. The limit is your imagination. And uh, number five, we're halfway there, folks. Just bear with me. I mean, I have to mention it. Super 7's Snake Mountain. I can't believe this thing is bigger than Castle Grayskull. Now, you and I were just talking about this the other day, about Snake Mountain. And you mentioned the wolf head, which is the microphone. Yep, right here. That's what the picture we're looking at. So is that... Removable or is that just there? Like, on this been, one, it's yes. removable. It's but it's not a microphone. It's not a microphone. Well, okay. originally, what happened was when Mattel had these plans, it was supposed to be a Bluetooth, so you can you know change your your voice and you'd be wow. able to listen to it you know on your speakers or that's kind of cool. But because of rightly so, because of budget and price, they turned it into a closet, hmm. so you can remove the wolf head. Open up the side, and you know you can put weapons or you know extra accessories in there, and just put it back. There's a drawbridge. What looks to be like an orange waterfall. What is that? That is the best part. That's exactly what it is. It's a beautiful waterfall. I've actually seen people put lights behind it just to make it look brighter. Yeah, you know what? There's these things called like called like fairy lights, and they're tiny LEDs, and that would work perfectly for this, just to give it that glow of like is that supposed to be lava i guess yes. so yeah you just put you scatter them you know here there and you give it that little glow and they can blink you know you can do all different settings with them and that would really jazz that up if you have it out on display and you know Definitely. dim the lights you know that's that's really sweet that's sweet now what's even sweeter and i'll be honest with you i've been waiting my whole collecting life for this skeletor's throne his bone throne and his desk with his 
magic crystal ball in the middle. That comes it, with Snake Mountain. Wait, I mean, a, that, that's a price of admission alone. Wait a second. Opinion. He has a desk? Well, it's a table. Okay, so I was going to be like, I, I didn't know that, actually. I, I can see the throne. Makes sense. But you said a desk, and I'm thinking of, like, a regular work desk. No, no. And, like, a, a sign that says, like, the it's buck a, stops here or something. It's that giant table where okay, all the villains come around. Kind of like a round table. Like a, yeah. He has, like, a crystal ball in the middle. That's pretty cool. If Super 7 was like, it's too expensive, we can't do it, but here's the table and, and throne, I'm, I'd be great with that, too. It's it's a really nice detailed toy. It's, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the horseman, not that part. You know, I, I almost sometimes don't want to use the word toy because they're really cool. works of art, you know? The, 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 yeah, like, well, just like the, the art that goes into making this so colorful and detailed. There's so much love and labor that goes into them. This year, Todd McFarlane over at McFarlane Toys got the license to create the DC Multiverse. Todd is knocking this these figures out of the park. You know, he's, I mean, suffice it to say there's about, you know, 80 or 90 Batman figures, but that's Todd's favorite. You know, they're selling, so that keeps everybody happy. Batman sells. Batman does sell. But the other figures, aside from his Batman or Batman figures. He he's really doing some great stuff. He's got the Flash. Yeah. He did an animated Superman, which was incredible. So he's actually, doing, you know, but one of my favorite pieces, Azrael. Oh, really? It's beautiful. It's it, the colors are great. Articulation. I mean, the built. And so speaking of built, Todd hasn't stopped there either because his other characters, based on Batman. I think it's the last night. You know, his Build-A-Figure is Bane, and apparently it's going to be the biggest Build-A-Figure. Build yeah, yeah, like Scarecrow as the backpack, I remember you saying. Yes. So, I mean, Todd's just knocking it out of the park. And I'll be honest with you, even though I'm not, you know, Batman's not my number one, but there's going to be a Todd McFarlane version of Batman, That'd and I'm, I'm probably going to pick him up. He even said, you know, he's got spikes like Spawn, he's got chains, he's got weapons, he's... and I'm I'm hooked. Anything McFarland does, I'm, I'm in. The Azrael, if we get back to that for a second, is it sure. the outfit from when he was first introduced, or is him as Batman, the Azrael? When he was first introduced. Okay, so it's like when he was under the Order of St. Dumas. Yes. And it's not the Azrael that chases the Smurfs oh. with Gargamel? Okay, just want to pick that. Okay, so actually, that must be pretty cool looking. Number three on my list, these guys right here. Brian and everyone at Super 7 and the Four Horsemen take a bow because Ultimate Thundercats is awesome. Just flat out awesome. It's everything you love about Masters of the Universe classics, just now it's on Thundercats. Swappable heads, swappable accessories, hands, and the detail looks incredible very cartoon accurate great great figures all you know what is, they're cartoon accurate without looking like a cartoon they look like uh well they don't have the super bright cartoony colors the colors are beautiful i, I guess you could say they're muted but like like i'm looking i don't know thundercat so you got to tell me tell me the the guy next to lino um Panther. okay so he looks as if he is a toy of a living breathing uh, species. Oh yeah, as how detailed he is. He doesn't look like he was based off a drawing on a on a, 
of a piece of cellulite. So it's like, in, it's impressive what they do today. Getting Definitely. back to, you know, how, how toys have come so far. And I also want to throw out an honorable mention because their Ultimates Turtle line is just cool. Just flat out cool. Like, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's just Playmates redone. But they do it in their own way. Like, they are super upgraded. My number two, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lines. I mean, all of them from their cartoon. I am loving this movie line. This this is just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Spot on faces. Yes. I mean, they, you, you couldn't ask for just wow. They leapt off the screen. Yeah, like in the beginning of the movie. They just out of the, off the silver screen. And here's some great news. Judith Hogue, I mean, it's already been announced, but Judith Hogue, we're getting an April O'Neil movie-accurate figure, which is great. She's supposed to be like Doing broadcasting a, yeah, yeah, broadcasting every part of it. So I'm looking forward to that, right? If I may, just about these figures real quick. So um, we're turtle guys here, Tommy and I. Um, there is a gentleman on Instagram called Turtle Shooter who takes toy photographs just of the neck of turtles. And these pieces, these toys, photograph so well. I mean, sometimes the light will catch their the plastic and look like it has some kind of like shine to their reptilian texture. And they're very poseable for action. Um, I mean, you can already see the muscles and the legs and the arms, but like these things pose excellently. Um, and I I follow this guy because his turtles, his turtle shots are just incredible. My number one figure for the year. You people do not know how excited I was to finally get this figure. And that is from Mondo Toys, or Mondo, the art collectible company. My number one for 2020, Mondo Man-at-Arms. Even if you're a not He-Man fan. It is detailed. It's very nice. This figure is incredible. Comes with multiple heads. I mean, what can I, what can I not say about this figure. You wrote a review on it, didn't you? Very much so. Very much, it, was, yeah. it was my favorite one of 2020. I mean, super detailed. You know, I'm just blown away by it. And one of the nice things, we'll get back to this, but Mondo has some great ideas for other characters that we'll be seeing. We're going to see a blue and white version of Hordak, which I can't wait for. We're getting a She-Ra figure. Eventually, down the pipeline, Ramman's coming, Trapjaw. I'm super excited. But getting back to Man in Arms, I mean, he comes with so many options. It's just beautiful. Believe it or not, super easy to photograph. I showed Mitchell Wu one of my pictures of him. He's like, that's great. But, you know, you got your story there. And it's so easy. I mean, he comes with goggles, uh, unhelmeted head, where you can see his ponytail, his shaved sides. I mean, his base, his club, doesn't have like a chain that comes out of it? Yes. Originally, that's what Mattel envisioned when they created Man at Arms, that there'd be like a spring mechanism on his club. Budgets again, so they scrapped that idea. Mondo grabbed it and ran with it. You know, I mean, his armor is so detailed. I mean, you could see battle damage on it without seeing actual damage, you know? There's scratches. I mean, this is a Man at Arms that... He's seen battle. He's seen battle. He, he knows what he's doing. Love the mustache, um, his gauntlets, different heads, different hands. And it comes with a cute little Orko 
stuck in a vase as their little nod to the fans. I can't say anything bad about this figure. I mean, this is a fantastic figure. If you wanted like a really like futuristic looking battle scarred hero, this man, Mondo Man at Arms is for you. And yeah. even if he you're looks- not like a He-Man fan, what you just said called him a futuristic battle soldier, you know? I can give this figure to somebody that has never even heard of He-Man. Right. And they'll say, that is a great looking figure. Yeah, he's somebody who's fighting great. aliens and exactly. or something. You know, he's just like, exactly. Yeah, he, he is an epically designed figure. And once again, it goes back to the sculpting and all that. And it, they put so much care oh, yeah. into these figures. Only reason Man-at-Arms beat out Merman was just because of the goggles themselves. Because Mondo Mer- does something incredible with the eyes. But Merman is so fish-like. Oh wow! I mean, you think he, you know, he'd be dying outside of water. <laughs> that's how. That's how close that. I love the teeth. Gills are going. All sorts of you know sea stuff on them. Scales and, and webbed fingers or feet or something. It, it, I mean, it's a beautiful figure. But like Man at Arms, this this figure is the figure to get. Nice. You know, like I said, and that's part of the appeal of Masters of the. You can take all these guys and create your own adventures. Like this man in arms, like I said, I can give it to a stranger and he'd love it. He'd go on adventures and wouldn't even know who he man was, but he'd have so much fun with this figure. And so that's the top 10 for me. My top 10 for 2020 is in no particular order. So I apologize for that. Maybe I don't. I don't know. 2020. 2020 has been a weird year. So I just thought I'd write them all down. Yeah. Not play favorites. Um, so my favorite things of 2020, my top 10 Cobra Kai going from YouTube to Netflix. I love this show. If you have not watched it, you better watch it. Two seasons, season three is coming on as fast, like a crane kick to the face. It is a really good show. If you're not a Karate Kid fan, I was not. I am now. I can tell you that much. Um, I'm t- I was telling Tommy about it. Um, I know I don't think he watched it yet, I but. Know. It is a really good show. Um, I'm going to actually say that I have three favorite shows right now that are all streamers. And this, Cobra Kai, Mandalorian, and Stranger Things are, are my three favorite shows right now. Um, so, love it. Uh, number two, the assorted, because there are so many great ones, NECA Gremlins. They just, I don't know why, but the Gremlin stuff is just so excellent. and they're still popular to this day. I, I, I love them. Gremlins 1 and 2, they've been putting the figures out. You know, I don't want to see... Who needs to see Gizmo? You can see a, a Gremlin with you know, 3D glasses on. They're, they're just excellent. Okay. There you go. He's right here. Um, number three, I am grateful. So grateful for the Super 7 company and their reaction figures. Nothing... I, I say this all the time, but I love reaction figures. I love the cards, and I love the look. I even like the sports ones, and I'm not a sports guy, but these toys, the way they look means childhood to me, and um, I think that's so great what they do with it, and they do so many different things, it, sports, music, movies, cartoons, you know, you name it. Number four, the Razor Crest. You know, I think that's on everybody's list. It's watching that thing become you know, make its marks and okay, you know, this, this has been, uh, achieved this level and so forth. It was just, 
great to watch and then so heartbreaking to see it get blown up but it's a beautiful ship i mean let's face it everything blows up in star wars sooner or later so it's, it's okay it's don't jinx great... the falcon oh please episode 10 yeah kathleen kennedy strikes back um yeah so this is a great toy number five of course would be the mandalorian figures um there are so many different ones you know you got the the um the best i think it was like the best car series the the credit series and it's just you, you can't find them in target um they're s- selling out like crazy collectors so, helping collectors yeah they are just really nice pieces um number six super seven what a surprise hitchhiking ghosts from the haunted mansion love them they're great pieces um what can i say number seven from mondo they're rocketeer tiki mugs uh now specifically there were three and there apologize there are three my favorite is the hood ornament one it's kind of like that purplish color um it just has this it really gives it the art deco look that the bamboo coloring doesn't so bam tiki is usually made of bamboo it just felt it didn't really capture the essence of the character compared to the purple. So beautiful. Uh, number eight, the Star Wars retro collection of the Mandalorian. Um, these are really cool. They, you know, they look like the old Star Wars figures from when I was a kid. And, you know, I got a soft spot for those. So very, very sweet. Number nine, uh, NECA Turtles. And that's kind of like in general because, um, I, you know, I'm a turtle guy. I, I love to see what NECA's doing. Um, they they throw out some great things, and they're a great company. So very happy with that. And speaking of NECA, number ten, this one is great because at first none of no toys of this existed, and now a lot of people are doing it. But this one's really sweet. This is the eight inch They Live Roddy Piper figure of John Nada. This is the cloth version, so he's got that nice cloth flannel, and I am a flannel-wearing guy. They Live is one of John Carpenter's best movies. Um, the fight scene, of course, so it needs to be said. Um, just a great toy. Now, I'm so glad to see that movie getting its dues of, of, of toys being made for it. So NECA is not going to out of the park, um, just with so many things. And that, my friends, is my top 10 of 2020. Awesome. So as we say goodbye to 2020, let's look at the future. Get the hell out of here, 2020. 2021. So this is what I'm excited for. I'm just going to come out. and My 2020 was 10 through 1. I'm going to do my 21, 1 to 10. So my number one, I cannot wait for this. Mattel's announced it last year at PowerCon, Masters of the Universe Masterverse. Okay, so explain what that is, please. Based on the Kevin Smith Netflix show, these figures were are supposedly going to complement the Masters of the Universe Classics line. Okay. But physically, they're going to look like the cartoon characters or the animated show characters from Netflix. I'm excited. Hopefully, they can do the customizable aspects that Classics was known for. I'm just happy to see Classics in some capacity return. It was a great line. I hope Revelations does, or excuse me, Masterverse does so well that they're going to, Mattel is going to look at classics again and 
hopefully start it back up. Tons of characters we still haven't gotten, but it's kind of hard right now if to restart classics because we're at E-list characters at this point. But Masterverse, I'm super excited for. You know, if you're a He-Man fan, I'm sure you are too. My number two, and this, in my opinion, was the highlight of last year's Toy Fair. It was at the NECA booth, and it's the Defenders of the Earth. If anyone can remember that TV show. Sure. It featured Flash Gordon, amongst other people. Mandrake. Mandrake the Magician, the Phantom. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Lothar. Not the guy from the Rocketeer either. Um, or, no, or of the Hill People from Saturday Night Live. No, um, Lothar was cool. Yeah, they had a lot of basically pulp heroes. Yes. Um, and that was one of the things I was fortunate enough to get a, a few minutes with Randy. He actually wants to go back farther and create what they used to look like in the comic strip. So that would be interesting because these are classic characters. Um, and it was an odd show for the 80s. And, you know, yeah, like, gonna, it, it never really found its audience. When you, you think about it, honestly, I think it's because these are newspaper characters or there's Ming the Merciless. So, like, these are characters that either our parents or grandparents knew and they were thrown upon the 80s. Now, if you're somebody like us and you're listening to the show, you're obviously a well educated person who appreciates fine things. And that's why these figures are cool because. As beautiful as new toys are, these old ones, these old characters look great. And not to get too off topic, in the Christmas story, if you watch the credits, you're going to see um, a credit, one for Flash Gordon and one for Ming the Merciless. Now, they're not even in the movie. There was a scene in the Christmas story where Ralphie daydreams about them, where he saves him with the, his Red Rider BB gun. Unfortunately, it was cut out. You can't find the scene anywhere. So, um... No, Flash Gordon has a huge history. You know, it's what Lucas wanted to do before Star Wars. It's got that great, you know, Queen soundtrack. That's about it. You know, it's for the movie from the 80s. The movie's terrible. You know, I mean, Brian Blessed's in it and Timothy Dalton, but still, it's terrible. Yeah, Nick is really hitting it out of the park with these figures. They I'm are. really excited for, for them to come out. They should be coming out relatively soon also. My number three, Todd's already told us he's doing a second Kickstarter on a medieval spawn figure. There have been tons of medieval spawn figures over the since the beginning. Spawn the spawn Kickstarter is incredible. When we saw it at Toy Fair, I'm waiting for mine to arrive at the door. I mean this thing was beautiful. I mean this is this is what Todd set out to do when he started his toy company. I cannot wait to see what he does with medieval spawn. This is gonna be one hell raising figure. You know, I I mean I'm looking at an old version right now and I can only imagine the ideas he has planned for this second Kickstarter. My number four, I'm not jealous, but I, I it's one of those things where I wish it were me. Pixel Dan's toys of the Masters of the Universe. Now he put in a lot of work, him and Val Staples, into this book. Him and a whole bunch of other people. This book contains every He-Man figure ever created. Every vehicle, every playset, every figure from vintage all the way up to classics. And hopefully, if the book's successful enough, hopefully he'll be covering Revelations um, and Masterverse. It doesn't cover unproduced, right? It's strictly what no. you could have bought. Right. Very cool. Well, so the, I, mean, very few, I mean, there are, but there's very few 
unproduced he made figures that haven't been talked about really they're in other books there's, See, that, a, there's like the art of he-man right the mentel art book that they came out with he-man is up to the point where all his secrets are out there <laughs> so that's what's that's what i like about this tom because i can ask you a he-man question and i feel stupid because i I'm, i don't know much since being watching as a kid and you can answer these questions and you know it like right off the top of your head which is very impressive so this book does does sound really cool when's it coming out do they have a date february February. so two months away that must be a pretty cool thing you know knowing that your book is going to be on the shelf of like barnes and noble honestly i that was me this is sound terrible i would probably go to barnes and noble and stand in front of it and have somebody take my picture because it, it's that big of a thing yeah, but everybody does that. I know Rob Liefeld's done it. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, everybody. Oh, I thought that. I thought I just stuttered a thing. No, no, it's. I just didn't want you to feel bad for thinking that. Oh, no. you know what it is. I think when you're a new writer of a book, whatever genre, toys, fiction, from going from you know rejection letters to getting that book published, it's such a thing. And you know, to know that your book is that—that's a cool thing. You know, coming from. Um, a writer. So congratulations to Pixel Dan on this book. It's uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it in the stores. Yeah, and just a quick plug. If you haven't ordered it, you can. there's two places. You can order it directly from PowerCon, and you can get an actual another book that goes along with it. It's a compendium part two to the original, and you'll get Pixel Dan's actual toys. But speaking of books... My number five on my list is Toys That Time Forgot, Volume 3. Our friend Blake Wright has been nonstop getting this book together. It's been in the process for a, quite a while, and he recently came out with a tweet saying that the book is ready for kickstarting sometime in February. I think it was like our third episode, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so that's he's like, a good guy. Yeah, so that, that was months ago, so... I can only imagine the stuff he's found right now. Yeah. For a, for a third volume. Yeah. It's got to be good. And now here's something that hasn't been announced, but I would love to see NECA, maybe even Playmates, take a shot at this. I want to see a last Ronin action figure. Yeah, that would be sweet. I've seen some customs, and I was even telling my wife the other day, I wish I could sew just so I can make a hood and like armor for <laughs> the Ronin and just find the old weapons and stuff. Just, just make a badass figure. Here's something interesting about that though. Cause I remember our interview with Kevin Eastman. He said the last Ronin is going to look completely different by issue five. I can't even try to figure out what that means. I just want to see a last Ronin figure. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll make one if they did of from issue one, one from issue five. You That'd know, be, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love that. Oh, yeah. more the merrier. Yeah. I want to see one from NECA, Playmates, Mondo. Right now, Turtles is just limitless, but you can do. Yeah. My number seven, no pun intended, is from Super 7. <laughs> I want to see more Thundercats Ultimates. I know they're coming, so I'm still looking forward to it. But here is the one figure I'm really looking forward to. Thundercat Bengali. He was one of my favorites. He's, Ty he's Tiger's brother. He's probably going to be a Tiger repaint, but in his own armor. I don't care. These figures, we just got done talking about them. They're great. I can't wait to see more of them. And number eight, 
We also talked about this. I am shocked that we're actually getting this. A movie-accurate April O'Neil based on the likeness of Judith Hope, the original April. Doesn't get any better than that as far as the movie collection. Now, the movie Casey, is the, the mask removable? Here's what I heard. You're not supposed to remove the mask, right? but if you do, it's supposed to look like Eliza Codius. Really? That's what I've heard. I'm still waiting for my Casey Jones movie. Okay. So you let us let us know. That's what I heard. I heard the actor had a problem with his likeness being on an action figure hmm. up until he talked to Judith. And apparently, I could be wrong, but apparently he signed off on it. So we may get another Casey Jones maskless. Kind of like the approved, yeah. Exactly. That would be nice. That is a great way to rec- you know, uh, celebrate the movies with figures like this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I don't understand. Everyone's got their own different opinions, but I wish somebody would made a, a Toyline's Tom action figure. Oh, 3D printers. We can sure. do that now. I'll even settle for a pop. <laughs> Number nine. Am I what I can't wait to see in 2021? The Moose oh. from the Four Horsemen and also Cosmic Legion. That yeah. line is going to be incredible. If it's anything like their Mythic Legions, I'm all in. You know, you kind of made me wish I got one. You, you, oh. you're, so, you're so proud of this toy. <laughs> like, you still have until January 8th. I mean, look at the detail. It is this nice. It is beautiful. It is. It's totally going under my Christmas tree. I, I, I gonna, think I'm going to have a He-Man uh, in the saddle, and I'm done with Christmas. I think they should. You really need to build like an army of like like six or four, so you can do like pulling a sled. You know exactly the new heat. This is the new Santa Claus. Forget the reindeers, flying moose. Well, she's gonna she's gonna deny she said this, but I know for a fact she said this because I'm so proud she said this. So my wife Mary, I told her I got the moose for Christmas purposes, and she found like an old sleigh, and she was looking at it. She's like, you know. With some string, we can we can attach this to that moose figure you're getting, and he can pull Santa's sleigh. I was like, I got you. I knew you're a fan. I know you'd love that moose. I know you'd love that moose. <laughs> Number ten, more Mandalorian toys. I want black series figures of the Mandalorian, the child, maybe a Mandalorian version of Luke Skywalker and R two D two of Gideon, of Gideon, anything. Mandalorian from the Black Series. What is the one that you were really looking forward to? The Razor Crest. No, 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 no. Go back, Tommy. You had a specific toy in mind. Oh, I'm not there yet. Oh, talking okay. about Fat Fet? Yeah, I'm talking about Fat Fet. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see Black Series Book of Boba Fett toys. Yeah. I want to see a regular Fett, like from Return of the Jedi, and I want to see Fat Fet that we saw in the Mandalorian. I want to see from Jedi. The Fat Fat or Book of Boba. One oh, of each. Armorless one. Armorless, Sarlacc pit with the slime all on him. Yeah. Why he's guys. bald. Yeah. yeah he's got to be sun-baked and crispy, all that, after a while. Oh, yeah. Brain is fried. It's coming. Uh, I'm yeah. hopeful for 21. It's coming. Hasbro knows what they're doing. They do. They really do. All right. So that was your 2021, what you want to see. Yes. Okay, so my 2021, what I want to see, no particular order as usual. You throw, I throw a caution to the wind. I want more Rocketeer stuff. Not just so I can talk about it on the podcast. I just want more. 
I want a 112 Rocketeer. That's I do. I really, really do. And one of the things about Disney that I like is that every so often they're going to throw one out there and they're going to throw it movie accurate. So it's going to have the backpacks and a piece of gum on it. Um, and it, it makes me happy to see that they haven't forgotten about this movie. So more Rocketeer, more Rocketeer based off the comics. Dark Horse years ago did a statue of one, but the one rocket, the one, which what it was, just one rocket. It came in a little tin collector's case. Uh, I just want to see more Mandalorian. Oh, excuse me, more Rocketeer. So please, number two, surprise, surprise, Super Seven reaction figures, John Hughes series. Um, I really think there's a there is a market for this. Uh, we already got Chet the Toad. So let's get Weird Science. Let's get um, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Ferris Bueller. Um, These kids actually showed up to Saturday Detention. Who does that? <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, you know, like pick the best John Hughes films. Um, you can even go at home alone for, uh, that's a great movie of uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. You know, there's so candles, Molly Ringwald, 16 takes, candles, you know, um, the Griswolds, even though I hate Chevy chase, you could still do one of the, uh, he's probably, he probably wouldn't be helpful, but you see my point is that, um, John Hughes created some of the best characters. So, Super Seven reaction figures would work perfect, especially for Ferris Bueller. I could just see it in my in my head. Do I know what's funny? What is that? It was a quick dumb story. I forget which Comic Con it was. It was the last one right before he died. I was at the Entertainment Earth booth, and he literally was right next to me. John Hughes. John Hughes. Wow. And I didn't realize who he was until he got up and walked away. Like I was taking pictures and, you know, I was like, oh, I got to report on this and that and the other thing. He was standing right next to me and I didn't even notice. Still cool, though, that you were, you know, you still are John Hughes. Yeah, I mean, because he didn't really greatness in it and I don't even realize it. Well, you know, he there's a great book out about him. He didn't really like to leave Chicago. He really wanted to make that his own Hollywood. Just film there and and then never leave um so that, that's a rare opportunity that you got that's really cool yeah but i didn't take advantage of it i would have said but you know what sometimes look you got a story to tell that right there that's true that not a lot of us get so it's i also have a paul fake story but we'll, we'll talk about that some other <laughs> mr big shot <laughs> so number three um more reaction super seven the princess bride i think uh i think these would make great toys you know we're, from Wesley and Buttercup. McFarlane has the license now. Ah, see, he he's going to probably create some really nice looking figures. And as so long as they don't make Wesley muscle bound, I am going to be happy. You know, don't make him jacked up. Just Hello, lady. <laughs> I want my Fezzik. I want my Vincini. I want my Inigo Montoya. Um, Humperdinck. You know, I want it all. I, I really would love to see toys a well-done toy line based on these. Because this is a movie that yeah, we I think still don't have justice. Yeah, we still don't have enough items of it. And there are some items, just not enough. Um, not enough to say as you wish. So, see, uh, what I am uh, another thing I'm looking forward to in 2021, Season 4, Stranger Things. Can't wait. Um, they are still filming, but they're going to be wrapping it up soon. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch 1 through 3. And I cannot wait to see how 4 pull turns out. Long overdue, just like number five, Ghostbusters, number three. 
Um, I don't know why they haven't released this on some form of streaming service. And I fear the way things are going, they might have to just to recoup. But I do want to see this movie. And um, please, please give it to us. Number six, The Last Ronin. I'd love to see the graphic novel come out. Um, and with the director's cut coming out of the comic, I'm hoping that the extras in the graphic novel will be director cut related and other things like that. So that would be pretty sweet. Um, number seven, super seven again. I think most of these are going to be super seven towards the end. Um, Ghostbusters reaction figures of the four Ghostbusters. I think it'd be kind of neat. Um, you know, little backpacks, little dudes. Uh, number eight, Cobra Kai, uh, season three, one week. Not even a week. It starts uh, January 1st. So um, it's coming out a week early. Cannot wait to watch this show. Cannot wait. Uh, number nine, Super 7 Harry Potter figures. Um, love to see him. There's no... Obviously, they never announced it, but you talk about a cast of characters that they can create. You can make a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of characters. Number 10, um... This might have been done in some form of another. I believe you might have said it, Tom. But I would love to see from the Four Horsemen um, a Norse mythology set of toys with the Norse gods like Thor and Fenrir the Wolf and Loki and Odin, not based on Marvel, but on the actual mythology. You know, So Thor would have his red hair and, and, and his hammer would be like uh, a hand. The handle would be about a hand too short. Um, Jump on Facebook. Talk to those guys that are the customizers for Mythic Legions. Yeah. They'll build you one. They'll literally build you one. I am such a I'm Roman Catholic, but there are people who do follow Norse gods for their religion. That's cool. Or whatever, you know, whatever is your faith is your faith. I love Norse mythology, though. And as much as I like how Stan Lee or, or if you had a cool creator, please, I'll give him credit to created the concept of Thor needing to be worthy to lift the hammer. Norse mythology is so rich with great stuff. Um, I would happily stound anybody just to talk about it because nobody in my family wants to talk to me about Norse mythology and it's really cool. So, um, yeah, that, those are my 2021s I want and wish to see. Nice. So, a little bit of both. I actually made a Thor figure out of one of my classic master classics. Yeah, I could. That would work. I took a goat man body. I forgot who had the hammer. I think he came with a hammer. I took a goat man body, used a cape from King Grayskull, and I think I used the Ular head to make a Thor. So you made him like Marvel authentic, Marvel version. You could say, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's how great thing about classics. You can actually do that. Mm. And you know what? This just popped up. I so want one of these when <laughs> when he actually announces. Which one? Ethan Van Skyver. I might get all three. The Ethan <laughs> Van Skyver Cyber Frog action figure. He's been hinting and teasing that once his Warts and All book is finally out, he's going to put these on Indiegogo. I can't wait. I think these figures are going to look great on my in my collection, on my shelf. So One of the cool things he's working on with the classic version he's gonna have extra guns and armor like he did in the 90s book yeah so i can't wait for this so 
Ethan, chop, chop, please. So that takes care of 21 or things we like to say for 21. So let's hit the news. Hit the news. So Free Comic Book Day is slated for August 14th, 2021. And it will be the 20th anniversary for Free Comic Book Day. Oh, I didn't realize it was, it's been going on for that long. Yeah. 20, 20 years. That's nice. Yeah, I've been out of comics for a while, but but it's always nice to you know support your local store. Sure, now now more than ever. So you're gonna love this Ian Super Seven reaction figures, nice. Agnostic Front Glow in the Dark Eliminator, and the Rancid Skeleton Reaction. That is pretty cool. And you know what I really want to see because they're doing a lot with the music, and I should have put this in my 2021. I would love to see. Super 7 do a reaction figures of the Ramones. That would just make my day. Uh, of the original four, because, you know, there were so many in and out. But if they're planning on covering punk, I really hope they get to the Ramones. I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I asked them here, too, when we were at Toy Fair. I think I asked them on here, but um, please, please, fellas. So NECA released some pictures of their boys' figure. The Homelander. And Starlight. So they'll be coming up soon. These look great. They really look great. I mean, NECA, NECA is the place to go for licensed figures. McFarlane's great with comic books, but NECA is not going to matter the park with, with an actual face likeness of an actor or actress. Yeah. Or a turtle. And speaking of turtles, NECA also released these great checklists. Yeah, this is cool. I like this. For stuff that's coming up. Now, one of the cool things I like is they've also included the punk frogs. Rasputin, Gengar, <laughs> Attila, and Napoleon. Right. Now, these guys were pretty cool in the, the TV show. They're them. also coming out with Ace Duck. Ace Duck, yes. And now, here's something interesting about... Hey, and they're making Muckman enjoyable. Yes. Now, the disguised turtles that we spoke about last week when we saw them, they were in the actual oh. bald-headed guy disguises. Yeah. These have new head sculpts. They look so, like turtles. Yeah, Leonardo and Raphael both have like a, a smile, a closed-mouth smile, while Michelangelo and Donatello have the open-mouth smile. The Mirage series, if you look down, they're showing a yellow version yes. of April and a green mm-hmm. version of April. Jumpsuit, yeah. The only one that's actually been released so far is a blue version of April in the Mirage series. So there may be variants coming down the line. Like, I've always wanted to see a Mirage yellow jumpsuit April. So that's, I'm telling you, right now, Randy over at NECA can do no wrong, him and his team. You know what I really like to see them do? Hmm. Re- Since the IDW book um, has redefined some of the characters in new ways and created new characters. I'd love to see them take on the IDW comic, put out characters from that. Like you said, I want to see The Last Roman. Yeah. I mean, there's so much they can do with it. Yeah. Well, right now they're doing Mirage Turtles. I mean... Yeah, I mean... Interesting IDW Turtles. You can never have enough turtles. That is what it comes down to. That is true. I know. Sure, a lot of people would agree with you. The more the merrier. Now... We just talked about it. Defenders of the Earth carded figures. NECA showed what they're going to look like. So far, the first wave, Flash Gordon, the Phantom, and Ming the Merciless. They have to be releasing soon. I'm pretty sure probably around February. Mm. If not, you know, early January or late January. Yeah. 
Now, Playmates, speaking of turtles, Playmates has teased that they're going to reissue their movie star version turtles in a box set. Yes, this is interesting, this one. Because it doesn't it kind of look like a bus or something? The box? Well, this looks. This reminds me of the second Turtles movie when they lived in that train. train. Yeah, that was actually kind of a cool, cool hideout. Yeah, yeah so, I liked that one. <laughs> the box looks cool. But I don't like, I'm not a fan of the uh, the sculpt. I mean, that Splinter looks pretty cool. It looks like a repainted, like, cartoon Splinter. Yeah. But Turtles themselves, they just, I don't know, they they, they just missed the mark on that for me. I don't know. That's, that's fine. You know, it's to each his own. McFarlane Toys, Todd announced a ton of stuff, including a Hellbat Gold, a White Knight, red variant which will be available in march of 2021 and then he also showed off dc injustice flash and a gold armor gorilla grod gorilla grod i remember him from the flash comics yeah these are based on the likeness of the video game grod no you know what he looks like actually he looks like a planet of the ape toy yes i was thinking that exact same thing uh but um Maybe a good license for McFarlane. Yeah, because you know the, the different types of apes, the detail that you can put into them. Now, whether you're going the... like NECA, NECA had their own Planet of the Apes line, but it died. Nobody was interested. Well, yeah, and here's the thing: you know, you can do the, the Charlton Heston series, you can do the Tim Burton one, or you can do the recent one that Andy Serkis did Bush Capture for. But in all three, there's various types of apes, and um, just the detail. Yeah, I know the masks. The first movie is so excellent. Um, With the, and of course, there was... The, the owl. Yeah, and there was the Planet of the Apes musical in The Simpsons. Yeah. I love that episode. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> so here's something for all you anime fans. My Hero Academia is coming. McFarlane Toys is releasing a... Midoriya. Thank you. In a gamma suit. And then Kirishima... And an all for one with a huge giant mutated arm. And they will all be released this spring. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Now, now, here's one of the cool things I, lo- I love about McFarlane Toys Todd's, Todd has an amen- a great imagination. I love this. It's a Fortnite plastic patroller giant size. It's, it's essentially a little green man, a little green army man. If you love Toy Story and want to see uh, a little green army man, like huge. Or, you know, at least seven inches. This is the figure for you. They're coming out at GameStop so far. And they'll be released February 21st of this year. Mafex has announced a return of Superman Black Suit. Now, from what I'm saying, this is a great figure. Like, I I saw their Dark Knight Returns figure. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. I mean, the, the articulation was incredible. This has the 90s comic look to it. Yes. The long well, hair, yeah. black suit. This is Superman in his regenerative suit. So my only question is the rocket boots. Yeah, I don't get that either. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was part of the comic or not. Didn't you read it? Everybody read it. The whole world read the death of Superman. No, I don't like Superman. That's my sister's thing. What? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Batman. And then... Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Did you know? <laughs> Sound disappointed, but speaking of overweight heroes, here's Fat Thor from Mafex again. Now we are not 
fat shaming anybody. No, no. Please. Well, I'm saying it because I'm fat. I got I gained all that probably you me, Tommy. But so yeah, Fat Thor um from the end Avengers Endgame. Yes, now this is a cool figure. Comes with three heads, he's got lightning effects all over, comes with two Molniers, two Stormbreakers. I mean the only thing is missing is an internal light source to light this guy up. I mean, this is a great figure. You know what's nice about this is how right where there's this cape, you got those um circles and how the lightning connects into it in the picture and how his eyes are blue like lightning. That, that was a really nice touch in that toy. It's interesting that they're giving him two of each hammer. Um, well, one, they're different colored, so you can... Oh, okay, like before, yeah. yeah. So you can do the whole lightning effect. Yeah, okay. And it's priced at $77. Which is cheaper than uh, Superman, who doesn't come nearly... Yeah, he's $83. Yeah. And that's because Thor could beat Superman up. No way. Oh, yeah, because he is a Norse god. Two eyes, that's it. It's over. <laughs> Done. So do we... I, go ahead. I think he he fought Thor in Marvel versus DC. See, Superman has two weaknesses, and this is the reason why. What's his second weakness besides Kryptonite? Women. What's <laughs> his third weakness? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, he can't fight Mitzelplex because... He's oh, got like a, right. Right. Technically, his hammer is enchanted um, the way it was made. So in, a, in in theory, that's my argument. I, like, I love doing it to my sister. I love doing it to my cousin Brian, who does our, our music course. Now I have to jump into my comic collection and pull out that issue. I know <laughs> he's Bloodborne. And as you mentioned before, IDW is, has announced not only another delay for The Last Ronin number two, which is now coming out in February, but issue one is getting a director's cut. That's going to be out in March. Yes. It's going to feature never-before-seen layouts from Kevin Eastman, story notes that date back decades to when him and Peter Laird created the character, script pages, which I can't wait to read, and it's really going to deep dive into the lore of the last Ronin future New York. So it's 64 pages. It's a special issue, and I hope it doesn't sell out. I, I hope they make enough copies for everybody. Or or start working on a second print right away. But you know what I would like to see? So getting back to the last run and then now this director's cut. When they get to the trade and they have all the director's cut stuff in it, I don't know if they really do this in comics. If not, they really should. An annotated version of the graphic novel where... If you've ever read an annotated version of a book, there's always like these little notes in the margins about things that are mentioned in it. And there's probably so much history in here that they can, little, little tiny facts they can throw out. I love learning those little facts about things, the little footnotes or whatever that never made it in, or this little thing here means this, you know, and to me that would be pretty sweet. But anyway. And that pretty much wraps up our review of 2020. And 2021, so, we have a lot of great stuff to look forward to show us. I want to say thank you to Brian Salvatore for intro outro music. Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Everyone over at Spectre Creative, thank you. Please join us on this wonderful conversation. What are you looking forward to this year? And help me figure out a way to beat Ian's theory. <laughs>
Email us at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on all the major platforms, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please enjoy our newest podcast, Rocketeer Radio, now on Podbean, hosted by the one and only Ian Westoff. Thank you. For pictures and toy reviews and news about what we're discussing, log on to www.toy-lines.com. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at ToyLines. Facebook, you can find us either at ToyLines or Toy Shelf Magazine. So, Happy New Year, Ian. Happy New Year, dear listeners. Thank you so much for listening and putting up with us. Yes, I am sorry for my terrible jokes. I appreciate you coming back, though. (laughs) Yes, tell a friend, you know, leave a rating, comment, or hit that subscribe button. We will be on YouTube coming soon. Happy New Year. Play with your toys. Be safe. Rocketeer. Where? Here on KBBS. Listen to Rocketeer Radio with your host Ian Westoff, where he discusses Dave Stevens' classic hero in all his various forms. Comics, cartoons, collectibles, the fabulous Walt Disney motion picture, and more. Rocketeer Radio from KBBS in Hollywood, California, in association with the Toy Lines Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's... Wizards, Wizards, the the podcast podcast guide to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So, we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So, we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. (laughs) 